Hi, I'm Shermaine Melton, your Chief Courage Officer, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Courage to Impact. My mission is to inspire you to be more courageous so that you can make a bigger impact. To create impact, all you need is one tiny act of courage. Courage is about being vulnerable. I created this space for you to hear and learn from other courageous people. You'll hear stories about their impact, their fears, doubts, insecurities, and even their most courageous moments ever. You'll hear about where they've failed and how they've grown as a result. Reflect on what you hear and go out and be more courageous today. Welcome to Courage to Impact. In this episode, I have a courage conversation with Daniel Allen, DA. DA is on a mission to love and inspire people to live into more possibilities. His impact is about giving people hope and helping them not only see possibilities, but take action towards them. I draw out one of DA's most courageous moments related to a decision he made to step away from a faith he grew up in and even led. He discusses why he made this decision and how it allowed him to be in integrity with himself. He had a fear of being rejected by the people he loved, and he talks about his mindset and how he stepped through it. We even talk about what he learned from this experience and how it connects to the impact he's making today. Enjoy and go be courageous. Daniel, thanks for agreeing to come on to my Courage to Impact podcast. And, you know, it's really not easy to be vulnerable. And so I appreciate you kind of stepping into it and, and really helping people out there be more courageous by really hearing your story. Sure, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, when you when you asked me to be on it, I was like, oh, for sure. It was, it was a no brainer. <laughs> Didn't have to think about it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Are you ready to be even more courageous? Yes. Yes. All right. Daniel, as you think about the life you've lived up to now, up to right now, what would you say has been your most courageous moment? The most courageous thing I've done up to now is publicly declare my separation from traditional Christianity. You know, um, having grown up in the church, like I used to joke and say that if I was born on a Tuesday, I was in church that Sunday and I've been there ever since. <laughs> um, yeah, but coming to a place where I just kind of surveyed the, uh, the universe or the worldwide landscape of spirituality, um, I've gotten to a point where I, I could no longer in good conscience hold on to the faith that I was, you know, raised up in. And so really publicly declaring it was probably the sharpest edge I've ever walked. I, I can definitely relate to that. I grew up in the church as well. And, um, you know, the, the, the beliefs are strong and it's, uh, wow, that sharp edge. Well, why else would you say that that was courageous for you? Because you're, in that moment, or at least in the time leading up to it, you know, I was going back and forth with a lot of 
deeply held, deeply ingrained beliefs that I've identified identified myself by for years. You know, literally almost everything I've ever done. Um, that religious, spiritual aspect was always somewhere in there. And again, with it being really most of what I've always known and I've always done has been where I've had most of my community. And even to this day, um, a lot of the people I interact with on Facebook are a lot of individuals I've come to know through you know, church and different fellowships and organizations and things like that. And to say, not only am I no longer a part of this group, but I no longer believe the same way. It's kind of like, whoa, you're turning your back on us and or even, oh, you're turning your back on God. To understand the mindset inside the group is like, oh, you know, DA left God. He's a heretic now. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, he's backslidden or whatever. All that could be said. And, you know, the worst is like, oh, you know, he, he's headed to hell now. You know, I had somebody say to me. Um, you know, I, I'm I, I'm afraid for what's going to happen to you, you know, and, you know, that's not it's not easy to hear that or to know that or to assume that these are the thoughts that people are having. Um, I'll be honest, I don't feel like it's too crazy of an assumption because that's how I thought about individuals who did similar things, you know, when I still believe, you know, the same way. <laughs> So to really almost revolt against all of that and, again, to publicly say, well, that's not who I am anymore. This is where I'm going. I feel like it took a lot more energy to, to say that, you know, especially out loud and in public. Take us back to that moment. So the moment before you said this out loud and in public what what was going on in your life at that time? What was what was happening? Well, it was a lot of back and forth in, internally, um, you know, questioning myself, questioning these these newer perspectives that I've begun to delve into, dealing with you know fielding questions from pastors, friends, my parents, <laughs> even my wife, you know, yeah, uh, you know, just really wondering like, well, how did you get here? Is this really the road you want to go down now? You know, what's really behind it? You're saying one thing, but is there something else? Um, I think I had somebody ask me, like, you're not thinking about leaving your wife, are you? <laughs> I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, I know that's nowhere in my cognitive, you know, facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so the moment before, though, it just felt as though it was something I needed to do because I had been so vocal about my faith, so vocal about my positions and really unapologetic. And I just felt like it was like, okay, I was this way in public and now that I'm feeling this way internally, I felt it was the best thing to do to remain in integrity. Mm. You know, especially having uh, preached and been in leadership roles in you know, a couple of churches over the years. It would be it would have been easy to kind of just fall back and not say anything. I don't I don't need to have a YouTube channel. I don't need to have a podcast. I don't need to do interviews and things like this. I don't need to be a teacher. But there was something inside of me that said, if you are going to remain in integrity, if you are going to be who it is that you are, 
got to do this, bro. And so it actually had been several weeks leading up to it. Where I, and the way I kind of came out and said this was in a YouTube video. And, you know, up to the moment where I recorded it, it was just like, okay, am I going to do it today? Am I going to do it today? Am I going to do it today? <laughs> um, because again, I had, um, I've been in several conversations, one of them with one of the pastors at the church I was in or a church I was a member of. And it was a lot of back and forth, you know, trying to understand how all of this had come about. But it got to a point where I was like, well, am I going to put my foot down and firmly walk this path or am I going to teeter-totter, unsure of myself all the way to the end? So in order to ground myself, in order to kind of plant my flag and to really stand up and declare me, um, that's what I had to do in that moment. You had to put your foot down. When you think about you were you were, were going to record this video, what was your biggest fear in that moment about telling the world about this? The biggest fear was how are people going to react? Will there be an uproar? Will there be some sort of backlash? Uh, will there be some sort of fight that comes to my doorstep, you know? And it kind of showed up and it didn't, you know? Um, like I said, when I, one individual said, you know, I'm afraid for what's going to happen to you, it came after that video. Um, there were several other people who said, well, you know, I see you've made your decision now and I'm praying for you and your family. Uh, and then, of course, there were other individuals who said, hey, you know, I saw the video. You know, it's, it's unfortunate, but I love you nonetheless. I'm here for you. Everyone to talk, you know, just reach out. And so although I was worried about the, the vitriol that may come at me, um, I failed to recognize that, of course, there was still some love over there as well that would come my way. Mm -hmm. So I was really grateful. And, you know, very quickly those fears subsided because mm -hmm. I recognized, like, well, that's how they feel. <laughs> I don't have to allow them to live rent-free in my mind. Mm. How'd you, how did you summon up the courage to finally go ahead and, uh, and send that video uh, to the world? I felt as I was at a place of no return, <laughs> as if I couldn't go back. Um, I think a good metaphor for it would be that uh, several weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go skydiving for the first time. And when I got to the uh, skydiving place in the morning, there was a 90-year-old a woman who was jumping for her birthday. She had jumped before I did, and we ended up having the same instructor. So seeing her, I was like, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. She's 90. She just did it. I'm going to get it done. And then when it was you know time for my group to go, um, as we're, you know, the, the shuttle's taking us down to the plane, my heart rate's starting to go get up. They were walking toward the plane and just getting a little bit higher. We take off. And then, you know, five minutes later, we're at 14,000 feet and the doors open and the guy hooked up to my back. He's like, all right, you know, we're going to slide down to the door. If you're going to hang out and then I'm going to count to three and we're going to jump. I'm like, okay. And so as we, you know, slid down and once my feet were out the door and I'm, you know, looking at myself dangle 14,000 feet in the air with another humanoid attached to my back, it was like, you know, forget the countdown. Let's go. 
Um, there was there was literally no, you know, I'm not ready yet. Let somebody else go in front of me. There was no energy of, oh, crap. I, w- I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, no, I, I can't ride this plane back down to the ground. The only way down to the ground is to jump. And so I was like, yo, forget the countdown. Let's go. And we just tumbled out. <laughs> and you know, right before I recorded the video, it was the same way. It's like, you know, this is where I am in my life. This is the decision I've made as, you know, for my spiritual journey to expand in this way. And, and I've always, like I said, I've always been very outspoken about who I am and my views and my perspectives. So this wasn't going to be any different. And so at that moment, it's like, you know, it's now or never. Get it done. It's now or never. You jumped out of the plane. You told the world who you are. How would you say that courageous moment, telling the world who you are, has has changed your life? It hasn't much, honestly. Because all of life, I believe, is you know really a, the the culmination of our thoughts, our perspectives you know, our actions, our community. And none of that for me was drastically changed to where now my life is just completely, totally different. Still have thoughts and beliefs and opinions and perspectives. I still have community, albeit they're different. Um, The dynamics are a bit different. Um, I feel like it's, I feel like it is what it is. (laughs) Love it. Love it. What would you say, so this moment of really telling the world who you are now, how would you say this, this courageous moment has really connected to the impact you're making today in the world? Or maybe, I don't know if it connects, or maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, um, but did the two connect for you? They do. They do. Uh, I just recognized this week that I want to make it my life purpose just to see how many people I can love and inspire to live into more possibilities. Mm. You know, because there are, there are far too many individuals who believe that the life they're living, they have to remain in that state. They have to stay where they are for one reason or another. And my wife was just telling me yesterday, um, you know, one thing about me is that there's always been something else that I've been striving for. There's always been something else I've been looking to create, Um, whether that was training for the NFL out of college, whether that was uh, learning the art and performing stand-up comedy, whether that was being a personal trainer and starting a a fitness uh, facility uh, or looking to start a facility. And there was always something else I was going after. And that's because internally from a very young age, I've recognized that I can do anything I want in life. And we are often limited and held back by the things we believe, by the things our community believes. And once we kind of delve into the nature of reality and the fluidity of it all, we begin to recognize that a lot of things aren't as solid as individuals make it seem. So we can challenge those structures and those belief systems and these ideas that we're kind of inundated with from every angle. It doesn't matter what it is. We can challenge everything. Um, but we just have to have the boldness and the courageous, courageousness to say, I hear you. And that's not what I believe. 
Mm. Your impact includes to love and to inspire others. What else is your impact about? Giving people hope. Mm. Letting people know that ultimately when this life is said and done, everything's going to be okay. That they have the power within them to create the world that they live in. And their current circumstances don't define them. Their past doesn't define them. They don't have to be held back by things that happened to them a year ago or yesterday. But in this very moment, they have the ability, we all have the ability to choose and create our next moment. To love, to inspire, and to to give hope. When you think about that's your your impact for today, it sounds like the man that you want to be and are today, what would you say is next? Hmm. What's next is doing that on a much larger scale. You know, having a a world-leading personal development and wellness organization. I can't necessarily say what the exact means through which, you know, though that mission would be carried out in the organization. Uh, but right now, the primary focus is, is on, you know, individual group coaching and, and programs and through the content and everything that I'm creating. Um, but what that will look like tomorrow, I mean, much of the same, but we have a, you know, a world headquarters and a skyscraper somewhere maybe, (laughs) you know, will will I have the personal development uh, version of the Avengers Tower? It would be nice. (laughs) Um, But I'm I'm really open to all the possibilities, however that looks, you know, however the spirit leads me and and flows through me and creates through me. I just want to be an open and willing vessel to bring forth that life and help life expand and create more of itself. Love it. Wow. Now we haven't uh, spoken a lot about uh, what you do. So I guess we can go ahead and transition into that now. So you spoke a little bit about uh, coaching, but did you want to tell us more about uh, what you do? Yeah. Well, I mean, very simply what I do is what I believe. And that is life is full of infinite possibilities. So I come alongside individuals and help them to see possibilities that they may not have seen before. As I boil it down that as a coach, I come to every conversation with a mirror and a flashlight, a mirror. So the person I'm with can see themselves in their own life from a different angle and a flashlight to help illumine the things that are around them that they may not have been aware was there the entire time. And so for anyone that doesn't know you, Daniel, who are you? This is going to sound trite, but most to put it simply, I am, you know, I, I am in every moment. I am love. I am peace. I am joy. I'm laughter. I'm committed to excellence. I'm committed to being the father of the best family in the world. I am the, uh, the owner the operator, the, 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 the creator 
of you know world leading personal development and wellness organization and i am making an impact and changing lives in the world so powerful daniel what advice would you give someone who wants to be more courageous in their own life the advice i would give to somebody who wants to be more courageous would be to to go inside of themselves and to see to feel and become familiar with their own power I would want them to know that you don't have to rely on an outside source, you don't have to rely on an outside authority to derive your power, but you can create the vision for your life and stand firm in that and walk in that direction and know that you'll be supported, know that you're going to be led, know that you're going to be guided. All it takes is one courageous act. You know, one of my favorite quotes says that the moment the moment one commits oneself then providence moves too you know all sorts of things begin to occur that never would have otherwise have occurred have occurred um simply because one committed to a decision so we don't have to be afraid of what people are going to say their only words we don't have to worry about what they're going to think i mean those are thoughts in their mind but when we create the vision for our own lives and we take bold action in that direction doors begin to open up where there were only walls i forget who said that but it's dope <laughs> <laughs> you know when we believe in our dreams when we believe in our goals when we believe in the gifts that we have in ourselves miraculous things happen and the 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 life of miracles that we all kind of admire you know that magical life it becomes the ordinary and it's no less miraculous amazing words wow so daniel we're going to now transition to a segment uh, of the show where that i've titled failed it and so this is where we talk about or where uh, yeah where we talk about what you failed at because because failure is where the learning happens and so as you think about your life and anything that you failed at what's something you like to celebrate failing <laughs> i'm laughing because that's such a it's a counterintuitive way of looking at it you know celebrating failure um but i i totally get it and one of the failures that i celebrate is quitting football you know um halfway through my uh, collegiate career at a division 2 college uh, here in Connecticut um you know I kind of I made it my goal to go to the NFL and I remember talking about it one day with guys in the in the um, dining hall and these are my teammates I'm sitting around with and I talk about you know wanting to go to the league and one of my other teammates looked at me and was like what are you talking about you're not going to the NFL are you coming from this low division 2 school like you're not even starting da, 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 da. and he kind of listed off all these reasons why it couldn't happen and i was like i bet <laughs> and so after my senior season i really didn't have any agents coming after me so i found a list of about 250 agents online and out of the 250 i contacted about 230 of them through email or on telephone out of the 230 only say 25 got back in touch with me 
the greater majority of them saying, no, we're not going to work with you. You know, we're not interested. Only about three or four had, you know, showed some interest in what I had as an athlete and were willing to represent me. But only one was willing to pay for my training. So that's who I went with. <laughs> um, but the, the lesson comes in, uh, you know, several months after all of this, I'm at a tryout for an arena football team in San Jose. And I was there for three days, and I think it was on the second day. I had known internally that I wasn't going to make the team because the position coach I was working with was like really hype on this other guy from Fresno State. Wasn't giving me much attention. I was just kind of like an extra body. And I'm out at practice one day, and I'm looking up at the sky. A plane's flying overhead, and I have the thought, and I remember it clear as day. I asked myself, what am I doing with my life? I said, you know, I'm out here playing this game, but life is more than just this game. And it was in that moment I knew that I wasn't going to be playing football anymore. Mm-hmm. Although I had committed, you know, the greater part of nine, ten years at that point to developing my body, to developing my mind, to getting to this point, only to say, it's not what I want to do anymore. You know, when I look back on it, I, there was definitely some pain from the lack of exposure I may have felt I received, um, maybe the hurt of knowing I wasn't going to make the team, dealing with that, and then recognizing that I just didn't want to do the work anymore. I didn't want to put my body through the rigors of what it would have taken in order to reach that next level. Now, of course, I believe it's possible I, I could have done that had I stuck with it. Like, There's no doubt in my mind I would have made it to the NFL one day, but I just didn't have it in me. And so I say that that's kind of a failure that I celebrate for a couple of reasons. One, it opened me up to begin to look at other avenues. Two, it helped me to recognize that I didn't have to commit my life to this one thing anymore. That, yeah, okay, this really shaped my identity over the last 10 years, but now there's an opportunity to make someone different. Um, and then it was just dealing with the pain of not reaching my goal recognizing that it wasn't the end of the world, that I could pivot, um, and that I didn't owe it to anybody to pr- continue to pursue that. Of course, my older brother jokes would be like, yeah, we could have been living nice, da 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 but you just, ha- you just had to quit. <laughs> but, you know, I recognized that I didn't owe anything to anybody. And I would have been damaging myself. I would have been damaging my own heart, my own soul to continue in that way. Um, knowing that my heart wasn't in it. This is not the end of the world. I can pivot and everything will be just fine. Amazing. Amazing. Daniel, thanks so much for being here today. appreciate you. Uh, thank you, man. I, I love you. I, I thank you for having me. And I'm really excited for everything that you're doing and everything that you're putting on the world as well. Yeah, you're welcome. I love you too. Thank you so much. It's not enough to know that you're capable of making a bigger impact. You've got to take courageous action on it. One tiny step at a time. If you'd like more of this, or if you'd like to learn more about our Courage to Impact community, go to shermainmelton.com slash courage to impact podcast. <laughs>